welcome to Not Superwoman. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk about beauty. A subject close to my heart. Yes, yes. And it's funny because it's definitely, whether you like it or not, it's a subject that I think, you know... We all grapple with it, don't we? Grapple with it. Some women feel frustrated by it. Some women believe in and really engage in it. And, in you know, in whatever capacity, it's always marketed at us about anti-aging and, you know, being wrinkle-free and pimple-free and beautiful and youthful and fresh and dewy and the list goes on. <laughs> and, and, you know, being stunning while you're running around after your children and working a full-time job. Yeah, it's just it's, – it's, it's just not real life. No, and it, I think I can speak on behalf of both, both of us when we realise that we used to – hide our imperfections and do makeup and cover up and like bronzer. Oh my old, god, the natural glow. Like mm. literally like a terracotta tile wiped across my face. <laughs> Mine was Nas oh, Casino. Like, like, anyway. <laughs> Violent. But now I think we're coming to a point where we realise it's actually about well being. And whatever is going on in your life is really what comes out in your skin. And Hello Tequila <laughs> <laughs> And so it's been very refreshing. We decided to talk to James Vivian from James Vivian Skincare in Turak and he's got the amazing range Viviology and he is so refreshing because a lot of places and brands market cover-up and anti-aging and youth and so on and injectables and everything that... But he really focuses and tries to spread the message of well-being and the holistic approach of working from the inside out. Yes, and and with the individual. Yes, and the individual and their capacity. And so it's been really nice to talk to him about tips and because we've learned a lot even speaking with him. So Oh, leaps and bounds. And I do love how refreshing it is, his sense of humour. You know, the tagline for his salon is, the best little poorhouse in track. He actually <laughs> treats, you know, a very exclusive list of clients. <laughs> but it is. He's got an amazing sense of humour. And it's approachable and it's refreshing and, you know, we're so lucky to have him come in and have a chat. Yeah. So let's introduce James. Welcome, James. Um, today we're joined on the podcast with James from James Vivian and his beautiful clinic in Turak. Thank you. Hi, girls. Nice to be here. Very excited to have you here. Thrilled. Zoe and I both visited your clinic before. I thought you looked familiar. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we just popped in. And I think we both wanted to get you on because we, firstly, I think a big topic in our lives that Zoe and I talk about on a regular basis is beauty and skin. Mm -hmm. It makes us realise and wanted to chat to you about how and why you started the clinic um, you really do go that extra st- step in trying to make a level of understanding of, about skin, but your all of your treatment specialists talk to you about what you're doing, where you're at, you know, your diet, your your stress levels. Um, is that a big part of the way you approach skin health and skin wellbeing? Mm. Definitely, definitely, because you know we believe that attached to Every skin is a person and they've got needs and wants and addictions and preferences and aversions. And so it's one thing to 
to have a client mm-hmm. come in and say they want to work on A, B and C with their skin. And we can say, great, well, you need these ingredients and these potential treatments. But you have to delve so much deeper into um, exactly what that client is going to be able to commit to or what um, is going to actually um, reveal successful results because mm-hmm. there's so many things working against you, um, be them uh, physical or emotional or mental, that it is actually going to be play a really important role in the journey. And we talk about journey a lot because, as you both know, you know, you come in, you say you want to work on A, B, and C, and whilst we would love to um, remedy them as quickly as possible, there is often a period of time that needs to um, occur. Um, I mean, Zoe, if it's all right to say, you know, when you first came in, you know, you had, uh, you know, you were very irritable. Well, you were, you know, your, your skin was desperate, you know it was really irritated and inflamed and when you first came in you know it wouldn't have been appropriate to have done a treatment on your skin because you no, had through the use of, of other products or maybe other services and it's going back a few years ago but you know your skin just needed to really heal and recover before you could have gone and done anything else that's yes, what you, you needed. You changed my life, James. Oh, thank you. Well, skincare changed your life. And then with you, Rebecca, you're, you were more sort of coming in ready to just kind of hit the ground running. Mm. Um, we, and you live much closer to the clinic than you do, Zoe. You know, there's a geographical issue there. But, you know, you're around the corner and you um, like to come regularly for your treatments um, working on your concerns. So, mm. you know, there's, there, there can never, ever be a one-size-fits-all approach approach to skin Um, and so you treat every skin and every person as a very um, as an individual what I'm realizing now heading into middle-aged era is that I have a choice here of treating taking care of it and recognizing that things that I'm doing lifestyle decisions that I'm making like affects my outward appearance but it is a bit of an internal struggle because for me overarching it's sort of that skin health versus beauty Um, and they're two quite different things, but they do tie together. Um, For me, I've had a bit of a battle of, okay, I'm heading, you know, I'm 37. I've had acne when I was a teenager. I've got scarring. I am now getting wrinkles. I, you know, I want to be able to, um, you know, age gracefully, but then there's a lot of trends. There's a lot of things that you know, I see on Instagram and social media and I'm a bit like, oh, my God, um, you know, where's the line? Do you find there is a line? Do you find that, you know, some of the things that you see scare you, that the ventures that people go on or...? Uh, the, everyone has a line. It's, yep. it's their line. But I think it, it also... Um, it changes, it moves. The goalpost is moving all the time depending on so much about how you feel, I think, on the day. I always um, you know, love to say to people when they come in through the door and they're like, I just feel like shit at the moment. I'm so tired and it's exactly how I, how I look. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, actually you look pretty good because I'm not feeling that sense of tiredness. I'm not feeling overwhelmed. I think a lot of people, when they feel a certain way, they look in the mirror and they see that staring back at them, but it's not, all, it's not what everybody else feels. And I always like to sort of remind them of that, that, um, you know, how you're feeling about yourself is not a reflection of how everyone else is feeling. Um, but I think, you know, there, as, as you said, you know, there's a whole lot of pressure that um, can, that the industry or that, you know, certain, um, that social media puts on, can put on us. But I think it also depends on what you're tuning into, because whilst you can be like really, really um, 
tuning into people that are, you know, sort of photoshopping their world and kind of coming at you with sort of pseudoscience and um, their opinions that are not very user friendly when it comes to the to, to the wider population. On the same um, token, a lot of people are also tuning into much more wholesome, you know, r- really, really raw people that are that are kind of saying like, who said that a skin has to be pimple-free, pigment-free, you know, there's a whole sort of movement out there. It's like free the pimple. You know, pimples happen (laughs) particularly for for women because, you know, there's there's fluctuations in hormones and you're so much more sensitive to to stress and all those things and that can manifest in our largest organ, which is the skin. Also, if that's happening and you do take good care of your skin, it can be a beautiful thing as well because – it's not just skin we're talking about here. We're talking about personal care, right? And, you know, it goes beyond just our bodies. We have people that look after our cars. We have our house cleaners. We have all sorts of people that help get the things that we are very passionate about or that we need to use regularly in our lives um, healthy. And our skin is, is an extension of that as well. I love it when I meet a, a, a woman or a person and they say, I don't give a shit about my skin. You know, I just always find that really, really kind of – enlightening because that's just one not enlightening i always find that really really um refreshing refreshing because that's you know what that's just one less thing that that person has to worry about on a day-to-day basis and that could be because their skin is great they've got just naturally good genetics they have um or they their skin is aging well they haven't spent a lot of time in the sun or they just don't care about how their skin looks Mm. But for the majority of people that walk through our door, they do have an issue or concern with their skin. Or you you said it at the very, very beginning, the care aspect of, of of, of our industry. And I say within our business that we are actually customer care service first and foremost like we love looking after people i think as as beauty therapists who have now turned into dermal therapists we went into that industry because of our love of making someone feel good and we do that through touch and feel and intuition and now we have sort of taken that to the next level with ingredients and machinery and tools to also make the skin look and feel good as well um so you've picked up on that which is really good and that and and that flows through our industry to an extent, but then it also doesn't too. You also mentioned trends. Now, trends, I think, live in a little bit more of that injectable world, the fillers and the Botox, the the sorts of, I think, areas of our industry that, that does give us a bad name because it goes beyond care it starts to now go on to egos uh doctors or injectables egos it starts to go into um uh make you know how can i make more money the intention changes a lot i think within that world and this is a generalization this is not this is not for everybody but that's the stuff that i think starts to confuse and scare people a little bit more the care element drops away and it becomes a little bit more about as you said like what the, the pressures that yeah youth and 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 I like her cheekbones so I want those and those lips look pretty good I'd like to give them a crack and that's that's just not that's that's a defying genetics and it's defying care and that's, does that make sense yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah, yeah. and Zoe and I vary on this a little bit like I generally we're on the same path but I wouldn't use me and holistic in the same <laughs> sentence <laughs> I think you at the same time though we're both. We both value ageing. I think our line is slightly different. Like, James, I feel like you're like a dermal 
therapy god that I'm confessing to, but I have had injectables. Mm-hmm. I have had Botox. No judgment in- here. <laughs> I've got Botox in my forehead. I did try. I, I, I was saying to the girls earlier, I cried when I first had it done because I do value aging and I – and I want to know who I am at the end of the road and what I look like and what life marks have, you know, done to me in, in for the want of a better term. But at the same time, I am vain. And I've grown up in, a, in an era and a generation that has highly prioritised and valued physical appearance. Mm. And so we always, Zoe and I always talk about the battle that we have because we, we, we love to get fit for summer. We love to, you know... Um, you know, I love a fad makeup, I and do. we love you know taking care of our appearance. But at the same time, I'm trying to find what my line is. And so I was saying to the girls earlier, I cried when I first had Botox because I felt defeated. Like I was handing over to, I'm the dramatic one, obviously, but I was like, I'm <laughs> handing over to society what they expect of me, and I'm I've lost my internal value of wanting to appreciate aging Mm. but then at the same time I do like it and it does make me feel good and you know it's each their own mine I did it too much around my eyes and I um I lost my laughing lines and my Mm. smile so I sort of drew it back and now I just do my forehead and then I just do skin treatments because it's sort of skin health is my priority just as much as appearance. But I think you can ultimately, you know, get phenomenal results through holistic, I don't know if that's the right word, skincare. Like do you need to do injectables, you well, know? It all depends on what your concerns are. So yes. the thing about Botox and what I love about Botox, and I have no, you know, there's no vested interest in me saying this because we don't perform it at the clinic, but um, Botox solves a problem Mm -hmm. and in an industry where there is so much kind of you know kind of this might work or it might not work or you know like you just often within the dermal therapies world like I say it is not an exact science we're going to do everything we can to 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 get your skin where it needs to be but there's a lot working against us we used kind of trialed and tested methods that have worked previously but every skin is so different just when you expect a skin to go left it goes right but with botox it's pretty much assured to work exactly how you want it each and every time which i think is very refreshing for for our industry and i love that so much <laughs> um we well, just wouldn't know because you know you you're so frozen so I, can't, I can't tell you look really sad but um um she loves it apparently so but but it, it, it is like i i lie awake often at night just being like this industry is you know what's wrong with this industry and am i am i part of the problem and so we we try a lot to be on the right side of it but at the same time you're absolutely right like who said that we can't have any lines who said that we that we that we have to have a pigment free face i you know our generation did not start this like we did not just come out screaming we want to be 20 forever this the the whole um plight of looking good has been around forever right you know we use we use lactic acid as an aha on the skin to 
brighten, to exfoliate, to um, uh, assist with uh, hyperpigmentation and other skin issues. And that goes back to apparently Cleopatra. She used to bathe in that to keep her skin really, really soft and supple and and um, even toned. Where do I buy that? Uh, <laughs> James <bulk>. Vivian. Um, <laughs> so, you know, this is, this is this, you know, our, like – we are just going along, I think, with the same um, intentions or concerns that everyone else before or a lot of people before us had, but we just now have better tools to to affect change. It's uh, it's very very different to medicine, of course, but it's like it's 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 like technology. It's like everything is just getting better and better and better. There's so many more options for people if you want to take them up if you care about it. And um, we spoke a little bit about this before. Um, it's about, you know, is, where the intention behind it comes from. That's the, that's the tough part, you know. Is it because this is something you're passionate about and you want to give it a crack and you want to see how, how clear your skin can get and how, you know, much you can get from your cosmeceutical ingredients at home or your dermal therapist or your cosmetic injector? Or are you doing this because you're really feeling shocking about yourself and you're thinking that this is maybe something that's going to make you feel better or you know do you need to be leaning into sort of other practitioners to find what it is that is really troubling you because sometimes it's not found in a cosmeceutical bottle no what i love about when i come into the clinic or ring the clinic or i guess do zooms with you guys is there's never any pressure to buy anything i feel totally comfortable i'm someone that you know can go in there and say, hey, guys, I'm on a budget. What would you suggest? Ultimately, if you break it down, what what should I be using or what should people have in their daily routine? Mm-hmm. So well, maybe a, a, a obtainable to yeah. a sort of aspirational if we work our way up. I mean, what's the basics? Yeah, I basics, I guess. Well, it's good that you feel that way and I think it's really important that, that everyone should always feel that way because I said before, you know, it's one thing to suggest – some skincare but it's another thing to really know that that skincare is going to be used regularly if there's commitment issues or that that there's a budget for it because you want to feel good about every purchase that you ever get and you want to make sure that um from our perspective that that it really is not just tapping into what the skin needs but what the budget allows for yes so with in terms of building a skincare routine Always start with your basics, and they're not—they're the kind of the most unsexiest of the products. But it's your cleanser, it's your moisturizer, and it's your sunscreen. I mean, you have to wash your face. You know, assuming I, that I you do, have access I to I a cleanser, you have to wash your face to put uh, any sort of product on a skin that isn't cleansed. I mean, I just—you know—I hope you can all just feel like me and does not get your head around it. You've got to wash your face to aid the penetration of your skincare, but also, you know, just for general hygiene and a clean-looking skin. I think everyone sort of has that at the top of their list of what you want your skin to look. And then your moisturiser is going to help lock in your natural moisturiser because our skin is always creating its own level of hydration and it's really, really important that we just help support that with with our hyd- with our moisturiser but also lock it in. Our skin is also so prone to hypersensitivity through like the cosmetics we use afterwards with makeup or the environment around us, stress, those sorts of things, medications. And then 
I mean, if, if we, we've touched on it a bit today, but, you know, ageing is such a big um, concern for so many people and the number one age management in, uh, product is sunscreen. So, you know, we have clients that are coming through having their regular treatments or, you know, we're talking to people all the time that just have this aversion to sunscreen. Uh, and, you know, I just say n- none of this matters if you're not wearing your sunscreen every day and not just wearing your sunscreen every day, but reapplying your sunscreen every day. It's really boring, I know. But, you know, sunscreens aren't made to, I work, never to, reapply. to, to I work all day. Yes. They're not. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's just imp- – it's it's – currently scientifically impossible so we have to also take that re that application throughout the day because a lot of us pop it on six seven in the morning but it's not really until those later um hours of the morning or into the early afternoon that we're actually out and about so just you know a bit of food for thought so you start there and then from there you build your routine more so based on your particular concerns is it more on acne symptoms, hyperpigmentation, age management, skin sensitivity, dehydration, uh, signs of redness on the skin. You then start to lean on your particular ingredients or complex of ingredients to target that. Now, the best way to do all of this is to actually have a professional do it for you. And I'm not saying come to me, but I'm saying find someone that knows about skin because you've all we've all got our... Um, our, our talents and all of that. And for some of us, it's knowing how to pair the right skin um, with the right skin care. But for most people, it's not. The world of online shopping, I think, is a really, really scary one because there is so much out there. It's so – I get overwhelmed by it. You know, considering a client walking into somewhere like Mecca, I even get a little bit overwhelmed by uh, it. Oh, I love Mecca, but I do – I get. I walk in there and I'm, I'm not a makeup person at all. Or, and I find it very difficult to navigate products and I get overwhelmed. Well, I want well. everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's, like, Mecca do a great job in terms of training their, their, their consultants, yep. but I put myself in the position of the consultants knowing, being the person I am, uh, just thinking how could I possibly know everything about every product in here and therefore ensure that that client's walking out with the right product. So, you know, we we take a similar approach to Mecca, but it's much more curated. You know, mm-hmm. we've got 10 plus brands so and that we know really, really intimately that we can that, that we can curate a skincare routine for lots of different um, skin types and clients. Um, and even that doesn't always go right. So, you know, we always sell everything with, you know, with a disclaimer that, that so we think this is going to work or this is where we're going to start. And then from there, we're going to increase the, the dosage of certain ingredients. Or if there's any sort of reaction, let us know. We will pull back or we'll swap it over to something else if we just can't find that sweet spot. It's not It's not a sell products send you out the door see you later or a treatment like you 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 know how important um we or how what emphasis we place on sort of the post post purchase or post post treatment follow-up because it's not really until until you get home zoe with those last those last and you rang me what a week ago and you're like zoe it's james how are you going with these products because i want to know because we we selected some products for you actually you selected them And I, 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 I okayed I them. And then I was like, oh, well, we'll check in with you a few weeks later because there's just as much opportunity for those products not to work. Agreed. And so yes. having that, having that 
person that you can check in or that checks in with you or that you can then check in with because, you know, the main thing, that whole coming back to the customer service or customer care aspect is making people happy. And I think that's also why I've landed in this industry because I've always wanted to make people happy and I still do. It's just like a sick <laughs> desire to just ap- a- appease people. Um, and so a big part of what we do is doing that but you have to, it, it, it's not just a transaction, so much more beyond that. Um, so if we were to wash your face, moisturiser, SPF, mm. that's your top three. Can I ask, you're going to be horrified and I'm going against the wash your face thing, because mm. I, I do, but... You're dirty. <laughs> I have nights where I'm exhausted. Fine, fine. So and, do I. And no, how, wait for it. <laughs> How do you feel about the um, cleansing wipes? Look, they're be- they're better than nothing. Ideally, you use non-alcoholic ones. Ideally, you use biodegradable ones, and be- wonderful, great. And if that's all you ever use, that's also okay too. Like we, we there's one we can make suggestions for you but it has to work with you. And yes. quite often, that's also part of that journey as well because people often come in guns blazing like I'm going to do everything that you say and then you come back and you're like how are those products going they're like haven't opened them that doesn't happen often but that's an exaggerated version sometimes they just might not have embraced a particular product or whatever and it's often the cleanser so we sell wipes at the clinic um, we also I saw sell that and do you know that that actually made me feel a little bit about better about myself <laughs> okay, cool. like, I generally you dermal box, therapists you? Yeah. skin um, specialists are horrified by the idea of not properly washing your face at the end of the day. But the reality of it is I actually get to days where I'm exhausted and I yeah, can't, can't be bothered. Yeah. The reality is so important because, yes. yes, there can be like these perfect skincare routines, but it's if it's not perfect for you, then it's actually the worst routine in the world. Yeah. So it's really important that all those things are, are discussed Taking and considered. But look, I mean, like I sometimes go to bed without washing my face. I mean, I don't wear any any form of makeup. I think it would be very, very different if if that was the case. Um, and also don't have any concerns with congestion or, or breakouts. Um, but um, it would be different for that. But yeah, I don't wash and do my routine seven days a week, twice a day. I don't. But I do it more often than not. And there's always a reason why I don't do it. And it was an important reason, and that's fine. Yeah. A bottle of red wine. <laughs> the, um, okay, so back to the red wine. So yes. lifestyle choices, you know, drinking during the week, eating mm-hmm. the cheese platter, mm-hmm. you know, deadly sins in life. Does that play a big part in skin and skincare? So it can, right? But, um, you know, coming back to what we said before, I mean – how good are those things? You know, we are living our lives here with, and we have to do the things that make us happy and eat the things that make us happy and drink the things that make us happy. And I'm going to say it, but yes, in moderation, right? (laughs) Is it affecting you? Is it affecting your skin? Is it affecting your relationship? Is it affecting your, you know, how you feel in the morning? They're much more important things to worry about than your skin, okay? You know, we're talking about skin today. You've asked me to come here and talk about skin. If we were out to lunch, unless you brought it up, we wouldn't be talking about skin. So many more important things to talk about than than skin. But those things for some people that are battling predominantly concerns like congestion, acne, 
yeah, more hormonal conditions can be remedied through the use of good skincare and in-clinic treatments. And so when, pe- when we ask the questions surrounding diet and lifestyle, we kind of we, we put them aside and we say we'll review these if, if, if we need to because we're not going to be the people that tell someone, oh, you drink too much. People know they drink too much. People, um, we're not going to be the people that say, you, you know, you're focusing too much on this food group. They know that and they've also heard that before. They don't need us to, to say that. So we try to kind of over, I guess, override some of the symptoms that those sorts of things can create in the skin and sometimes we are successful with that and sometimes we are just um, fighting against those things. So then it's time to start to bring those things up. But we are skin specialists. We are not dietitians. We are not psychologists. We are not addiction specialists. So we have, you know, a community around us that assist with those sorts of things. Yep. But eat the cheese. That so gives, eat, the that cheese. eat the cheese. That me drink, drink the wine. <laughs> Do, you know. So you that allows me tonight my bottle of red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, crank one open now. <laughs> Treatments that you have seen, like uh, I've seen on like online on all the different beauty websites you can obtain uh, machines and stuff from home now does that scare you it doesn't scare me from the perspective of their ability to hurt the skin because really they have to be sold with with such a, a low energy output that really anyone could use them a child could pick up mum's like yeah, and 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 use it safely or without consequence, but it's more about people people thinking that it's going to be be beneficial or 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 feeling like they can you know bring out their inner dermal therapist and and DIY where there's so much of it is so really what they need to be spending their money on or their time on is you know connecting with a professional that can actually do that for them. Mm. I think over lockdowns and everything, there was, a, you know, that really, really um, kind of accelerated the sales of those sorts of devices. And and we were, as a clinic, trying to kind of pull out every opportunity to help sustain our clients' um, uh, results with, with, with home care. And there was an at-home device that we... Um, sold a, uh, a small derma roller to help infuse the products better. Um, but, you know, that was trialled and tested by us and used under supervision and all of that. Um, and those sorts of things aren't being used now that the clinic is open again or we've stopped retailing. And the, the at-home LED mask, I get asked like nearly on the daily what my thoughts are on that. And, you know, in because we're all being very honest with each other today, I mean, I have one at home, but it has never been used. It is still in the box that it came in because somehow a client of mine talked me into buying one. But you've had they the machine me. at the office. Yes, we've got five of them. Like, uh, But I also, do I have the time to sit under them? No. Well, you're not sitting in there during the day at, at the office. No, I wish. So I think that was my thought around it was like, well, I don't use the ones at work, so I'll get – one of the ones at home, and I've never used it anyway. And I would always encourage someone to I'll pop to, around and pick it up. To up. <laughs> what I actually say to people is, if you've got a spare eight hundred bucks that you don't care about, buy it. Go but for if, your life. But, but if, but if you know, you can do more stuff with that eight hundred. I'd encourage you to do that. Yeah, in person, because really, I can't yeah. tell you yeah. in if it's going to work or not. I've just started using Viviology, and I, I, I genuinely do love it. It's a great product, really good price point. Thank you. The 
branding's absolutely stunning. Bit of fun. When I open it, I smell it and it brings me joy. Oh, good. Um, Why did joy? Yeah, sparks joy. Why did you develop this? So I uh, feel very, very privileged to have been been on this Viviology journey with Adore Beauty because it is a partnership with them. I was approached by Kate Morris, who started Adore Beauty 20 years ago. She's been a long-time client of ours. And she just sort of, uh, sort of flagged with me what my thoughts were around creating a brand that um, really was quite unique within the industry because, you know, the last thing this industry needs is another skincare brand, honestly. But what we've done is we've really um, intentionally created a very, very sophisticated um a scientifically validated, high-powered product and made it really, really accessible. And that is something that we didn't have in our clinic beforehand. You know, we we rely on these international brands predominantly uh, to formulate these sophisticated products that are then imported into Australia and then they're distributed to us and they come at a price point, you know, well and truly over 100 150 sometimes to $300. And we love them. And, and fr- from the perspective of a dermal therapist, we really have – uh, what I say, three ways to help people. The first is uh, advice, and sometimes the best advice is don't do anything. The second is treatments, and the third is home care. So we have to rely so heavily on not just home care, but really, really good home care, and that often comes at a, at a high price point. So being able to create something very much on par, you know, I'm not going to um, take a client off their $220 vitamin C serum um, if, if I don't think it's going to perform as well as what the Viviology is, which is 55. And I say to people, I make so much more money off the $220 one than I do off the 55. Like the, the, so there's no yeah, hidden doesn't. agenda by, by suggesting the Viviology, but it's so wonderful now to be able to offer someone the 220 option or the yes, $55 option. And people, you know, everyone knows their, their, their budgetary capabilities. People just, they just grab it at, grab whichever one out of, out of my hands is, is appropriate for them. So the Viviology thing is about, you know, having still a really sophisticated product, much more accessible, delivered in, you know, a fun James Vivian way, you know, colourful and, you know, we love a pun and all of that. And also really, really um, supporting that with, easy to understand information and content, which also helps to sort of empower people about exactly what their skin is doing. Because I think when you know what your skin's doing, you are much more inclined to cleanse your face twice a day or to actually pick up that vitamin A serum and use it at nighttime because you know what it's doing. Not just like, what is this thing that I bought online or that some blah, blah recommended to me that doesn't really um, put you in the driver's seat of, of the journey of your skin. Totally. Another question. Um, obviously, we're on a podcast. You've created a you community. You're, yeah. What? <laughs> so you, you, I love your Instagram. I love the way you dress up, and I guess inject so much humour into your socials. That for me, it's approachable, and it you know brings so much entertainment. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's been a part of like the philosophy of you creating James Vivian it makes people feel comfortable when they come in I think it makes some people feel uncomfortable like you can't <laughs> create a, a a clinic for everybody and you know I, I think I realized this quite early on as I said before you know trying to 
please people all the time. You just, you can't possibly do it. Um, For every person that adores you, there'll be someone that can't stand you, right? So, I mean, I am, I can never not be me, right? Yes. Um, For better or for worse. And so my clinic or our clinic, I should say, is is a reflection very much of that, you know, coming back to it being a, a place that someone should feel warm and welcomed and comfortable, but also at the same time can do great things to your skin. And then, I mean, you know, I have a music background. So before I was in the skincare industry, I sung and played piano and always had ambitions to to pursue that later on in life. But, you know, it didn't quite work out for me in that respect. But a big part of, a a big reason for that was because along my journey, I got a part-time job working for ESOP. And, you know, over a few years, my sort of passion for music was diminished whilst my passion for skincare and customer service was increasing. And so I saw um, more longevity in that for me. And, you know, I have to, I, I have to, uh, pay homage to to someone that's been really important in my life, and her name's Maria Vovos, and she was the woman that gave me my first facial at ESOP, and it was life-changing. You know, it was just an experience that I uh, thought about for years whilst I sort of thought, oh, you know, am I doing music or am I, am I going to go and do this? But I got off that bed and I just said to Maria, like, how do I do what you just did to me? And she said, well, you know, I'm a, you know I studied beauty therapy and so you'd go and do that. And I was like, well, no, I'm going to be famous singer songwriter, Maria. But, um, <laughs> but that just stayed with me. And then a few years later I enrolled in, in beauty therapy with, with an intention to make, you know, people feel like like Maria had made me feel. So we were talking about products and basics to do at home. We started with uh, washing your face. Mm-hmm. can start with anything from water to moisturiser, uh, sorry, cleanser. And then we're talking about moisturiser and SPF. But then beyond that, I mean, I, I hear vitamin C be mentioned all the time and I have no concept of why it's so important. But like well, we there... should have educated you on that. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like all true? my products You really do not know. know what vitamin C does? Well, is, you it, just... is it an anti-ageing um, brightening? It's, it's, it's definitely part of the age management family, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, once you do your basics, that's when you can start to feed in some of these ingredients that you know I always feel very very confident to prescribe and to talk about because they really are very very um, uh, clinically validated and studied and you know you see the way that they can change the skin on a day-to-day basis so the three ones you want to look out for are your vitamins a b and c and I always start with c because it's during the day that you need your vitamin c because um due to predominantly sort of free radical damage when we're out and about. And that some often the free radical damage is actually created by, plot twist, your sunscreen. So you always need to make sure that you are pairing your sunscreen with a powerful antioxidant or right. complex of antioxidants like vitamin C um, that also helps to prevent signs of sun damage such as hyperpigmentation, skin thickening, skin thinning, depending on what part of the skin you're talking about. Um, but it also has that lovely affinity with the skin where it's very, very brightening too. Right. I love that word. At, at In the evening, you want to use your vitamin A 
and um, that can come in many, many shapes or forms, but a vitamin A is the most sort of well-regarded ingredient from for age management, the way that it just helps to kind of really encourage your cells to function like a younger skin. It kind of just says, like, everybody kind of like, pick up your game, let's do this a little bit faster, let's do this a little bit more um, profoundly. And um, your vitamin B works morning and night, helps to sort of cushion the introduction of those ingredients, which can often be really, really sensitizing, um, and but also can boost the powers of both your C and your A, um, is hydrating in its own right, is brightening in its own right. So they're three really important ingredients to look out for. But I have to also not forget my favorite, which is exfoliation, because really... The skin itself is a beautiful organ, but it is, it's sort of covered with this sort of um, layer or layers of devitalized, you know, skin cells that are ready to fall off, but just haven't quite done that. And for a lot of people, they just want that bright skin. They don't want everything else. And you can achieve that just with regular and kind of thoughtful exfoliation. And the best way I think to exfoliate is through... Um, thanks, Cleopatra. Uh, our AHAs and our lactic acid and our fruit-based acids are just some really, really good examples of of them, and they can be really used as regularly or as irregularly as possible. Uh, so, as regularly or irregularly as needed, because every skin needs to exfoliate. Every everybody is going to need something different with their skin. Um, they're going to need to go and see a different type of of, of, of specialist that works within the skincare industry because they need either an injector or they need to go and see a doctor or they want to, you know, traditional beauty therapists go to Aesop on High Street, uh, Aesop on Turak Road, or they want something that is, they want to go and see a dermal therapist because they want to work on their specific concerns. And for some, it's just... Um, fresh, bright, healthy skin, and for some it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, um, or, or everywhere in between. So everyone's going to need a unique approach, which is going to rely on different sorts of therapies, some that are working really superficial, like chemical peels, to help brighten, to help release congestion in the skin, to help with breakouts, to help with hyperpigmentation, and then there are treatments that are going to um, uh, impart change on a much deeper level of the skin through the use of lasers, through other light-based therapies, through other um, collagen induction therapies, skins, uh, treatments that create what we call more controlled wounding in the skin uh, to affect uh, deeper change in the skin through, through things like pore size and fine lines and wrinkles and um, revolumizing the revolume. No, I'm loving this uh, no, just ignore that one. Uh, and there's, you know, there's plastic surgery and all those sorts of things too. You know, there's there is something out there for everyone, and there really are. There are, you know, what I quite like about the industry at the moment is that we are becoming an industry of specialists. You know, yeah. gone are the days of that traditional beauty therapy clinic where you would go and the therapist had to be good at nails or okay at nails and waxing and massage and facials and skincare and all of that. Now we all have our brow specialists and our waxing specialists and our hair removal specialists and our skin specialists and all those and then beyond beyond the skin as well. So, James, I've got an event coming up. I want to look a million dollars. What would you suggest I get? All right, well, kind of a, maybe safe best, safe bet options are going to be things like 
gentle chemical peels with sort of those hydroxy acids that we talked about earlier to help brighten, to help smooth out the skin. Things like laser genesis, which is a very, very gentle delivery of, of, of laser energy into the skin to temporarily plump, uh, to brighten the skin from within, to work on redness and pore size that a lot of us have concerns with. LED is a very, very safe treatment to have to also just make that skin glow from within, also help to settle sensitivity, breakouts too. Um, there'd be there'd be good options. And you know what? Like coming back to um, traditional beauty therapy, there's nothing like a, a good face massage to also just make the skin sing as well. So that's why as long as it's appropriate, we always finish off our treatments with a little bit of stimulating massage as well. That was probably when when we think of those old school facials that I used to that I used to do, it really was the massage component that made the biggest difference. Yeah, I remember that. Like and 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 know what you mean. It, it adds a level of relaxation, of reset. Um, and then I'm sure it probably has some impact on the products that have been used throughout the treatment. You know, you say you've got an important event. I know this is a hypothetical event, but it's, it's, it's our advice to not do anything radical, you know, before, before an before event. An event. Before if, you, an if, event. You, if you haven't done it before, sometimes we do have brides come to us like literally a few days before, sometimes with issues, but sometimes without because the makeup artist just said, go to James Vivian and have a facial. And we're always a bit like, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Well, we hope this goes well. But you, you can play it safe. You know, but there are certain like treatments, like I just mentioned yeah, to you. Gentle you know, they will They will 99.9% of the time do exactly what you want them to do. Okay. I'm booking in. <laughs> Good um, luck. <laughs> Foundations always scared me. It's never sat well on my skin. I've just got a weird, awkward texture and tone. But um, – it's definitely, for me, I've found mineral has actually improved my acne. Where, where's, what's your stance? Like always try and stay mineral or is there just some things that you just can't, you should just use your traditional makeup type? Well, we're pro-mineral because the mineral brands that we um, suggest follow the same philosophies as the skincare that we suggest or, or what we're trying to achieve in a treatment room. Um, a lot of non-mineral makeups are concerned, as and quite rightly so, with uh, great coverage, great colours, but they're not factoring in the health of the skin. So mineral makeup, uh, you know, sort of um, uh, like to think of themselves as an extension of makeup uh, with the added benefit of, 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 of colour and, and coverage too. I just feel like I hear the word mineral and I'm like, that's not going to work. Why? I don't know. I don't know. What have you got? I just feel minerals? like I've never been. No, I don't know. I think it's just a natural. What do minerals too, ever do to you? Too natural. <laughs> I'm like, no, natural things don't work. That that's been my mental growing up. I'm like, no. Nah. You're being. I, I've on action. I'm ill educated on makeup, and you're more across makeup than me. And you've always Ish. sort of. You are. You like. Like you're very good at it, and you. But whereas. Thank you. I think for me, I've always found makeup intimidating because it's never sat well on my skin. And so then I feel self-conscious and then I, I tend to lean towards more guidance of, say, Well, yeah, and ultimately it comes back to education. Yeah. And, and there's also an artistry to makeup as well. And this is why I, I personally am not into it because I don't have that sensibility. Um and once again, you know, we just refer people on to people that can educate yes. our clients on exactly what you know way to do their eyes and what colours to use and all that sort of stuff. Um, and we don't sell any of those sorts of ancillary products, but being able to offer our clients some very good options for 
uh, for, for um, foundations and for the bases that are going to only help their skin along further, particularly with issues such as what you said with acne, with hypersensitivity. They're the sorts of skins that are responding to every single thing that you put on your skin. So good skincare and then crap makeup, I mean, the two just don't make sense. So it's really important that that conversation extends to makeup for important things like foundations, but not for eyes and not for lips and those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. With hindsight so far, what would you say to your younger self about growing older and your appearance? Are you saying that I look older? No, I'm saying you look absolutely <laughs> stunning. <laughs> um, look, I feel great about where where I am. But look, I am also very, very vain. And it's no coincidence that I'm in this industry. I'm in this industry because I'm very passionate about it. And I am, I love all the treatments and I love the ingredients and I'm on a mission to look, you know, 30 forever. But I know that that's not always going to happen. But at the moment, I'm on that sort of, I'm on that precipice where my, where I'm happy with how I feel, but I'm starting to notice those changes take place in their skin. So it's, it's the same conversation, how far Where's your line? How far am I going to take it? How far am I going to push it? Well, um, I also need to put time aside to have some of the treatments that we that we have at the clinic. It's you know it's just been crazy the last couple of years, but um, I, as a man, also I'm in somewhat of a privileged position because you know the aging process doesn't affect us in the same way as unfortunately it does women. Oh, I know that. Yeah, the my husband Charlie's like a fine wine. I know. (laughs) Bullshit. I'm just a sliding <laughs> hill. <laughs> I slide down. A vineyard. Like, wake up in the morning, I'm like, dropped pie. Oh, no. It takes That's not true. It take all. a while. But, you know, <laughs> poor Zoe. <laughs> poor Zoe. Boo-hoo. <laughs> but at the moment, I think too, like... I'm probably more focused on other people's journeys yep. as well. You know, it's much more important that okay, it's not a problem for me at the moment. Yeah, and you're but happy and you feel good correct, where you are. Yes. Correct. But and I've got lots of great. other issues <laughs> that I have, that I am dealing with. <laughs> and every that's day. another podcast episode <laughs> on mental health. <laughs> exactly. So James, what are your top 5 tips or, you know, amazing things we can take away from this chat? Well, I hope you picked up on having to wear SPF every day. And beyond the vanity conversation, it's really important that we wear our sun protection in in the form of sunscreen and hats and glasses and covering our body and staying out of the sun, um, particularly through the middle of the day, because from the safety perspective of, of, of melanoma and other skin cancer, we live in Australia, we should all be so aware of just how high the potential for us developing skin cancers are, um, even if we wear sunscreen. So sunscreen every day and reapplication, of course. Um, I think that if you, not everyone needs a dermal therapist or can have a dermal therapist. So skincare in any uh, skincare routine at home in any shape or form, if it's just the basics as we discussed or being able to feed in some active ingredients too, you know, start with the skincare program because ideally you use that twice a day, seven days a week. And, you know, you should not underestimate just how good skincare can be despite price point, um, particularly when you use it regularly. And also, as I said before, you know, responding to your skin and changing your skincare routine um, based on what your skin's telling you that it needs and trying to be a bit responsive to your skin and trying to tap into exactly what it's doing, I think is really important. Um, When it comes to coming in for dermal therapy treatments or if you're thinking to embark on, you know, the, the, the journey, 
I think always just kind of start small and just start with skin health and start with brightening up the skin and hydrating the skin because for so many people, that's all they need. You know, they think they need Botox or they want to work on the lines on their forehead or, you know, all the hyperpigmentation on their skin. And that's going to, you know, potentially be a lot of treatments and a lot of money and a lot of downtime. But I say, look, just you've never done anything before. Have have a light peel, have a little bit of LED and you I'm always so surprised with how people say, I'm so happy with my skin as it is now. Those lines on my forehead, they're not bothering me as much anymore. I'm just so glad I've done something for myself and I've got a little home care program. But also some people are like, okay, more, what's next? I want to do that too. And that's and that's Zoe. fine. But you just start off with, a, you know, you just like exercising, you know, you don't pick up the heaviest weight at the gym. Your trainer or you, if you're self-prescribing, you pick up things that you can um, – uh, do safely and that is going to actually start to strengthen and, you know, set you on a good course. I also advocate a bit of a two-minute cleanse and that's a lot for a lot of people but particularly if you're only looking after your skin at home and you don't have a lot of products, that massage that, that process of massaging your cleanser across your skin for two minutes it can be really, really stimulating and plumping and firming and great for areas of congestion and breakouts and, and, and open pores. So that's also a nice thing to do for yourself if you've got a couple of minutes up your sleeve where you can really just work that cleanser into your skin because a lot of people cleanse their skin for like five, ten seconds. Even the best cleanser in the world is not going to be able to, to perform its function on your skin if you're only letting it sit on your skin for five to ten seconds. So you've got to allow enough time for your cleanser to actually work work um and zoe you mentioned before you know cleansing also with water that is not kind of excruciatingly hot is also going to be really important particularly for for dehydrated or sensitized irritated skins but also it's just not great for the skin generally so if you're cleansing in the shower which i actually think is totally fine because it's going to save time it's also less messy it's not at the basin so cleanse in the shower but just you know splash the water from your hands once it's cooled down a little bit or also just turn the turn the temperature down it's not good also for the skin of the body to be having piping hot water being poured all over it as well. How that that? How's that? That was brilliant. heaven. Thank you, James. You're absolutely fabulous. I know. And I um, thank you for such a refreshing um, take on just what it actually means to um, what beauty is to us and what um, for and looking me, after our skin and looking after ourselves. Your message is really um, a healthy one that makes me feel more comfortable and confident um, in taking care of myself, my skin, but also in getting older. So um, you're a saint and you are incredibly knowledgeable. I've learned a lot. Oh, thank you. Thanks so for much. having thanks for having me. It is a really important conversation and it's not one that we have enough. I think we're often talking about, you know, how we can get a skin looking a certain way or fixing a problem, but you know, do those problems need to be fixed and, you know, how, what is actually in the client's best interest? Um outside the world of skincare. So it's a good topic to have and it's one that we should keep having. You're Thank amazing. you, James. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Not Super Woman. You can find extra resources, links and information on our website, which is notsuper-woman.com. Is that a dash or a hyphen? A dash is a hyphen, Rash. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Um, and if you're enjoying what we're bringing, you can follow us on our socials and we're across all podcast platforms. So hit subscribe, guys. <laughs>